This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a DHS program that pays hackers to do what they're good at will become a permanent fixture. A new award for those excellent federal executives who aren't high up enough for the major ones. And HUD finds a new partner to help expand the amount of affordable housing. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Department of Homeland Security is making its bug bounty pilot a permanent program. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said Hack DHS will launch in the new year. DHS had been piloting the idea since 2019. The initiative lets white hat hackers probe DHS systems for cybersecurity vulnerabilities. They're paid bounties for the bugs they identify. It's modeled after the Hack the Pentagon program. Mayorkas said DHS is looking to set an example for the rest of the government to adopt similar programs. Agencies are grappling with what officials say is an extremely concerning cybersecurity vulnerability, Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. No agencies are known to be compromised by the Log4j vulnerability at this point, but the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is raising alarm bells. CISA's Eric Goldstein says a dizzying number of products and services rely on the open source software, and hackers are ready to pounce. What we have here is a extremely widespread, easy to exploit, and potentially highly damaging vulnerability that certainly could be utilized by adversaries to cause real harm. Agencies have until December 24th to take mitigation actions. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. DOD's financial management community is moving from scorekeeping to more of a business partner role, says the Deputy Comptroller for Enterprise Data and Business Performance. Gregory Little, in the office of the Secretary of Defense Comptroller, says the financial manager of the future will wear two hats, one focused on traditional auditing responsibilities and one that's more of a business role, linking defense financial data to business data like IT acquisition and real property. Little says it comes down to linking the boardroom with the battle place. The Senate Armed Services Committee approves the nomination of Navy Admiral Christopher Grady to be the next vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Grady will now face a vote from the full Senate before taking over the positions from Air Force General John Hyten. Grady is currently the commander of Fleet Forces Command, where he allocates Navy resources around the world. One military service is starting its crackdown on airmen refusing to get the COVID vaccine. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has more. The Air Force discharged 27 of its service members, making them the first troops to be fired from the military for disobeying the order to get the COVID-19 shots. The Air Force gave its troops until November 2nd to get fully vaccinated. An Air Force spokeswoman said all of the discharged airmen were in their first term of enlistment and therefore were lower-ranking personnel. None of the 27 airmen sought religious, medical, or administrative exemptions from the vaccine. As of last week, at least 97% of the active duty Air Force had gotten at least one shot of the vaccine. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The efforts to train software developers in the Army and Air Force is getting a big boost from Congress. In the 2022 Defense Authorization Bill, lawmakers are directing the Defense Department to take these type of efforts agency-wide. DOD's Undersecretary of Acquisition and Sustainment will create a training program for civilian and uniformed members to include a career path, talent management, and other assistance to improve how the military develops and implements software. DOD will pay for the program with the money from its Defense Acquisition Workforce Development Account. 
The first piece of a new cloud services contract will be in place by early 2022, and Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Starting in January, agencies will have a new contract to buy infrastructure and platform as a service from under the schedule's contract. The General Services Administration detailed its timeline to set up this new blanket purchase agreement with the first awards coming next month. GSA says it will make Phase 2 awards for software as a service and Phase 3 awards for cloud IT professional services later in 2022. The decision to create this BPA comes after GSA released a request for information in May seeking to make cloud buying more efficient. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Top HR leaders spent hours this year debating future of work policies for the federal workforce. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Members of the Chief Human Capital Officers Council met on an almost weekly basis to work through future of work policy challenges with the Office of Personnel Management. And they played a hand in crafting recent telework and remote work guidance. OPM says it's all part of an ongoing effort to elevate workforce discussions in the federal government. The council spent the last year writing a new charter and reorganizing itself to better respond to emerging workforce challenges. Nicole Ligrisco, Federal News Network. The Senior Executives Association is launching a new awards program to recognize overlooked leaders. SEA says the goal is to recognize senior executives who might not rise to the level of a presidential rank award or come from small agencies that don't have the funding to pay out large cash bonuses. SEA will open up a formal nomination period next month. It will hand out awards for an outstanding executive of the year and excellence in advancing diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. It will recognize a senior executive for their career achievements. Senators warn the Postal Service and Customs and Border Protection are falling short on legislation to stop opioids in the mail. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman explains. The Synthetics Trafficking and Overdose Prevention, or STOP Act, Congress passed in 2018, requires foreign post offices to include advanced electronic data on all U.S.-bound packages coming through the Postal Service. But more than 130 countries have been granted a one-year exception to those requirements. The bill's original sponsors, Senators Rob Portman and Amy Klobuchar, urged CBP to exercise restraint and ensure that any waivers meet the strict requirements under the STOP Act. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reports the U.S. hit the largest number of overdose deaths in a 12-month period between this year and last year. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Department of Health and Human Services and Housing and Urban Development expand their partnership to improve access to affordable, accessible housing. The new National Housing and Services Resource Center will be the hub for this partnership, coordinating resources, program guidance, training, and technical assistance to public housing providers. The center's website also offers webinars and a peer-to-peer learning collaborative to help users find the housing and Medicaid services they need. It is made possible in part by the American Rescue Plan. And the Justice Department sees artificial intelligence as a valuable tool for federal law enforcement, but its Civil Rights Division is taking steps to ensure DOJ and other agencies use AI tools responsibly. Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark says DOJ's Civil Rights Division is working with several agencies to develop AI ethical frameworks and guidelines. Clark says DOJ is also reviewing its guidance on algorithmic fairness to better determine when law enforcement's use of AI is considered necessary and effective. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White.
reconnect with a carpool or van pool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply. 